Welcome to this forest, my friends. Are you here with me? I'm not so sure. How can I be sure? Do you see it? It snowed here, and the snow has stayed, and I am awed by that. Usually it has to fight to remain, but this time... It came, it fought, it conquered immediately, and here it is, taking the trees by surprise, golden leaves still hanging on with all their might. The animals hardly had any warning, and it's so still here now. Let us get right to the point. I have been aching, yearning, longing to leave. I have felt a little pull at me, inside my ribs, that little string tugging at those bones there, thinking of bigger things, greater things, grander things, or even just different things. I do not welcome this. This reminds me of a time past, when I identified myself by what I did not have. I do not want that back. Yet I cannot help but wonder what is beyond this place. This non-place. This forest. So I asked my tarot cards again. For last week my question was, where should we go next? And my cards said to focus, to not be reckless, to not make quick decisions from a place of impatience. This week I thought I'd try again, so I asked, Should I leave this forest? And after shuffling very thoroughly and cutting the deck, I drew the Eight of Wands reversed. Guess what this one means? Impatience. Hastiness. Chaos. A warning not to rush forward into a situation. Not to let your recklessness get the better of you. A need for focus, a rethinking of strategy. Center yourself. Relax. Much of the same advice. I am not supposed to leave. This is a place of peace, and I should not seek to leave it but rather to bring it with me, embody it, become it, be it. More than I am a spirit of earth, water, fire, or air, more than I am a creature of immense darkness and loneliness, more than I am a winged thing from a child's nightmare, I am a quiet and natural temple without identity, without judgment. Or at least I can be. I can be that, I think. As I look up from this card now, I think how strange. It is so still. Much more still than I thought it was when it had just snowed. And then I realize that, indeed, it is completely still. The wind does not move. 
the trees do not sway. There is a drop of water from a branch that has paused midair. A squirrel halfway down a tree, not moving a muscle. I would say that time has stopped, but there is no such thing as time. And perhaps, for the first time, I actually believe it. And in believing it, I am able to perceive it. It's unsettling. What do you think? My first reaction is one of fear, but that is only fear of the unknown, the never-before-experienced, and so I do not pay it much mind. My next reaction is one of relief. Relief because if time has stopped, then no one is waiting for me. For anything. No one is watching me. I can simply exist. What freedom. A frightening kind of freedom, too. The kind that only solitude can bring forth. I don't mean to offend you. Solitude, apart from your presence, of course, which I'm grateful for, I'm most grateful for. It's only that I cannot always feel it. And I'm sorry that that's the case. That must be frustrating for you too, my friend. It is the nature of this beast. I only hope that by admitting it we can dispel it like an angry ghost and instead return to the fact that we're all connected anyway. And so maybe we're not as separate as we feel we are, deep down. But it is best for my ego if I admit that this forest is created through a solitary act, and it is perhaps consumed through a solitary act. But perhaps it is the act of sharing it that is the communal one. Perhaps. So what should I do while time has stopped? I walk, I walk, I walk. And it is cold, and the air stings my lungs. And I can't help but feel that they're a little more tender and human these days. Something I don't admit often enough. They were once human, and then not, and then earth, and then now I don't know, all right. I'm not a scientist, I'm not a doctor. I'm a storytelling monster. But oh, it's cold and it is so surprising. I wanted the snow to come, but I didn't realize how fast it would. I walk and my bare feet crunch the snow beneath them. And they are cold too, but soon numb and so it is well. I think about fashioning boots for myself or wrapping myself up in weeds and vines and making a little cocoon around myself. But then I decide against it. I would like the weather to happen to me. I am safe in this dream zone. Let us call it what it is. I can't have pretense today. It is one of those days. In fact, I'm not sure how long I've been walking for now. Has it been since this episode began? Probably only minutes ago. That can't be right. 
because it took me hours of writing to get to even this point. I feel as though I've been walking for hours, at any rate. Is that how time feels for you, right now? I hope so. That's not a curse, it's a wish, by the way. I cannot help but feel like I'm being watched. Do you feel it too? Is it you? Watching me? I don't think so. I'm certain that you can only hear me. But then, whose eyes am I feeling now? I don't want to be watched. I want to be seen. Just as I would prefer to be listened to than heard. But I don't feel that I'm being seen. I'm being watched, and I don't like it. Indeed, there are silhouettes in the distance among the trees. They appear human. I cannot tell much else. But I'm not afraid because they seem to be frozen and still, just like everything else here. I do not think they can hurt me, if that is what they want. Still, the sight of them in my woods is unsettling. I keep going. Where? I don't know. Has that become evident to you? But it seems more and more clear that it doesn't matter how far I walk. I cannot leave this place. The forest goes on and on. The city in the distance which I can only see when I occasionally stop to look through a shard of green glass I was given as a gift long ago. It does not grow any closer, that city. Nor does it grow farther away, either. But it is not meant for me. I can look at it from a distance, but it must always be far away. A distant dream that I will never have. Not comfortably, anyway. Very well, and very fine. This place is more my... tempo. I see something in the snow. Covered, but peeking through. Orange and round, and... Oh, goodness. It's my sweet Halloween child. Only a gourd now. Not rotting, but rotted, because time has stopped, and therefore so has his decaying. And just because he was decaying does not mean that he is done. Just because we are dying does not mean that we are dead. In fact, I think the act of dying, this act we put on every single day, is the most rebellious and joyful reminder of the fact that we are still here and still alive. His eyes are open wide because that is how I made them, and I can see that within them, a little family of mice has made a pleasant home, frozen still, like everything else. But there they are, like a little dollhouse, like a quaint little toy for an imaginative child. A pumpkin prince home. 
how I already miss the fall. Fall is the dying. Winter is the dead. I'm sorry, I'm musing on death and life. Pay no attention to it. <laughs> Let's go on. Ah, I am approaching the lake. Walk with me there. It is not entirely frozen yet, but the process has started. That makes it all the more eerie to see the surface of the water so completely still, not rippling and flowing at all. It makes me wonder if I can even step in it. Has time made the surface glass? Of course not. But in fiction, who knows? Anything is possible. I see someone there. I see King Dread there. Just standing where the water is deep enough that he is up to his shoulders. His long black hair hanging before his face. His crown sharp and frightening. Icicles hang from his hair. From his crown. They were melting. You can see the drops of water hanging all around him, suspended in the air. His eyes are open only slightly. I think he was resting, but I don't think he ever really closes his eyes. His sword must be underwater. It occurs to me that I could take the King of Swords' sword right now, if I wanted. I could try. But I don't. He is better suited to it than I. I don't want a sword. I would have to wade through the frigid water, the too still water, to get to him. The wind is already so cold. I do not want to step in that water. If I'm being honest, I want to be near a warm fire. In the distance I can see a light in the mist. It is not flickering or wavering, just as the mist is not moving or billowing. I know what that light is. I know the sound that usually comes with it. But sound has stopped here, too so I know the mechanical beast is not coming to get me. Yet. This is not just a dream adventure for me to take stock of all the strange and monstrous creatures I've encountered in these woods, I promise. But if that is a side effect, then I do not mind either. Let's turn from the lake and keep going. How are you? Are you still with me? Are you walking beside me on this cold night? The moon is almost gone. Just a sliver now. And it isn't moving across the sky. She too is frozen in time. Are you cold? Are you tired? Worst yet. Are you bored? If you are, take a deep breath.
and stop longing for something you don't already have. I am done being a creature of longing. Enjoy your time here with me, or don't. Either way, I will walk. Are you still with me? Good. I'm very glad for the company. Especially since the watchers in the distance have grown a little less distant now. They are encroaching, approaching. Of course, I can't see them doing it. It just appears that I forgot about them, and they are closer now. I still cannot see who they are. But they are there. Among the trees. Standing perfectly still. How is it that they can change? They can move. And the forest cannot. Are they like me? How horrific. Many, many creatures, people, whatever they are, just like me. Ghastly. I see spiderwebs decked with snowflakes. I see a little cottage under a tree without a door. I see hoofprints in the snow. This place is busier than I thought, even frozen still. Where is the Queen of Wands? Where is Queen Shadow, who can give me just one last smile? Her terrible, knowing smile. Where is she? It is dark here. I haven't noticed just how dark. Maybe it's where we've walked to. We've walked to a place the little moonlight is unable to touch. And I sense that those watching me are close. In fact, I hear their breathing. When I look closely at their silhouettes, I see indeed that their chests move up and down slowly. Calmly, I can tell that their eyes are blinking, too, even if I cannot yet make out the details in their faces. I am terrified, but you shouldn't be. I will protect you if protection is needed. Let's see who they are. A little light switch appears on a nearby tree trunk. Flip it for me. Suddenly we can see them, a little light shining. And there are hundreds. And I recognize each and every one of them. I think I created them all. Little stories, each and every one. My stories have visited me before, but they have never watched me quite so intently, with such quiet dedication. How did they get here so quickly? How did my own creations defy the timelessness that the rest of my forest has succumbed to? Wait. Something is wrong. Their eyes are empty. Listless. 
passionless. I do not create listless, empty, passionless people. I don't think. Some of them know me. Most of them do, in fact. So why do they not greet me warmly? Why do they not run into my open arms? And I assure you, they are open. This is not right. They do not watch me, I watch them. Flip the switch again. Ah, there. They are actually people, and there are thousands of them now. Strangers in jeans and t-shirts or sweaters and coats, city dwellers or town folk from today from all around the world. Not quite strangers, because if they are here, surely they know of these woods. And if they know of these woods, then they have been listening to me. And so I wonder if they are, in fact, you. But that makes no sense. You are here beside me, walking with me, I think. Or I thought. You are not a nameless crowd with eyes still empty, listless, passionless. Believe me, I know that you are not. Whatever you are, and whoever you are, whether you enjoy my forest or whether you don't, whether you decide to explore it further and more deeply with me, or whether you've been drifting farther and farther away from it, it doesn't matter. I know that your eyes are not empty. I know that they are full, full of trees, or shadow, or swords, or the ocean, or even stars, maybe, but they are not empty. This is not right, either. You are not watching me. You may be listening to me, and therefore perhaps even seeing me, but you are not watching me as these things are. Flip the switch again. They're gone. It's just you and I now. Wait. No. No. Someone else is here. I see her, hidden a little ways away, watching. Who is it? Stay here. I'll investigate. Stay here and stay safe, my friend. I'll be right back. Who are you? Who is here watching me with your immense crown made of bones, and your mischievous smile, your white eyes, your very, very tired white eyes, and your golden gowns? Stop following me, stop mimicking me, and tell me. If I raise my hands up to my ears and wiggle my fingers, she does the same. 
If I step to the side, so does she. If I step to the other side, so does she. Wait. I recognize you. <laughs> oh goodness, what a fool I've been. Again. I was tricked again by Queen Shadow. By the Queen of Wands. By my own reflection. It's that ornate mirror. The one that hounds me in my forest even when I try to forget mirrors entirely. It's still here. And it follows me. And it reminds me who I really am. I drew the Eight of Wands reversed this week, and it told me not to be hasty, to be very careful, to not act on impulse, to focus and consider everything before leaping headfirst into something new. But if I am the Queen of Wands, then I think I have the upper hand, don't I? My reflection was brave and joyful, strong and confident, sure and true. I haven't felt like that lately. But deep down, I'm certain that I still am her. She who weaves shadows and invites others to share in them. She who creates and inspires ghosts, creatures, and stories alike. I may not always feel the comforting pressure of my crown, but it is there nonetheless. Wait. Wait. Stay back. Stay where you are. Do not approach the mirror. I see what she's up to. Even as she remains happy and kind and smiling, her hands reach up through the mirror, and they clasp my throat, and she does not let go. Flip the switch for me. The forest is dark, and I cannot breathe with her hands strangling me like this. But around the mirror now, I see a ring of eight candles at my feet. I try to break the glass with my fists, but it will not shatter. I try to topple it, but it is fixed in the ground. So instead, I just become still. Still as the forest. Timeless as the lake. And I look in her eyes, white as they are. And I remember a time when mine were all black. Her smile grows and grows, ripping across her face, and I am so terrified that I almost look away, but I don't. I conjured her, and I must look her in the eyes. Even as it grows harder and harder to breathe, the wider she smiles, the wider her eyes grow. The reflection grows darker and darker and darker, and she disappears. And I now stare into a mirror with no reflection, and I can breathe again. 
I can breathe again now that I am no longer watching myself. And the forest is quiet, but not silent. As the wind returns, the animals move again. The snow falls. Everything is as it should be. And I never want to look in a mirror ever again. Are you all right? Thank you for your help. Thank you for your patience. You can stay a little longer, if you like. Or you can go back to your warm bed. I will be fine either way. Thank you for your help. I'm sure the mirror will reappear now and then, and I'll need to remind myself not to stare too deeply into it. I imagine hordes of people watching, countless eyes, and I imagine all the things, good and bad and in between, that they might be seeing, and none of it is helpful. I'm going to let you go now. I too am going to go. I think I need to rest. I think I need to be unseen for a little while. But I will be back, and I will create a story. A story not about me, but from me, maybe. Thank you for walking with me. Good night, my friend. Hello, friends. Thank you so much for joining me for this meandering episode 172 of On a Dark Cold Night. This is your host, performer, writer, composer, etc., 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 Kristen Zaza. I hope you're doing well. Happy December, everyone. It's snowed here, and it stayed, just as I said in the story. I love it, but I am also finding it making me a little prematurely tired, perhaps. I don't know. Maybe that's just me. Anyway, I was a little late with this episode, so thank you so much for your patience and for going on this wintry, sleepy journey with me. I have a big thank you this week going out to Brooke, who not only supported the show by donating through coffee.com, but is also a really awesome patron through patreon.com. I can't thank you enough, Brooke, for your consistent and extremely generous support. Thank you, my friend. If you'd like to support the show, you can do so two ways. First, you can become a monthly patron through patreon.com, where every supporter of $1 US or more gains access to my complete soundtrack, and every supporter of $5 US or more receives that as well as access to a monthly tarot reading video I release every full moon. You can learn more about that at patreon.com slash darkcoldnight. And if you'd prefer to donate one time only without either of those perks, you can do so like Brooke did through coffee.com by supporting in the form of metaphorical coffee. Head on over to ko-fi.com slash darkcoldnight to learn more. 
And as always, we have t-shirts and hoodies for purchase at bonfire.com slash on-a-dark-cold-night. Another fantastic way to help out the show without spending any money is to leave a rating and a review for On a Dark Cold Night on iTunes. That would mean the world to me. You can also follow me on social media. I'm on Twitter at A Dark Cold Night, Instagram at Dark Cold Night Podcast, on my Facebook and YouTube pages just called On a Dark Cold Night, and on TikTok at Kristen Zaza. Thank you for staying with me through the sleepwalks and the spine-chilling stories, through hubris and self-deprecation, through monstrousness and humanity, and everything in between. I hope your holiday season is off to a wonderful start. Have a good night, my friends, and sleep well. This podcast has been brought to you by the Sonar Network. Sonar.